0: Welcome to the Topeka First podcast. We are one church with several locations. Our mission is to reach our community with the message of Jesus. If you would like to give to support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please visit topekafirst.com slash giving. Enjoy the podcast. Now, so many people have uh, heard that Joy was coming in town, but they've missed the main event. It happens now and then. And there was a boy who wanted more than anything to see a circus. And uh, so he told his dad about it. His dad said, that's okay. And so he robs his piggy bank and he takes all of his money out of his piggy bank. He's ready to go to the circus. He goes downtown to the, uh, to the main drag in town and uh, he is ra- waiting for the circus to begin. And before he knows it, there's all of these trucks coming by with all of the animals. He sees all the animals, the clowns, and all of those people that are part of the circus. And he's all excited, but he's wondering, where's the money guy? You know, where's the ticket man? He doesn't, he's not asking for his money yet. And so uh, then he, he walks home, and he's, he sees his dad, and his dad says, you're home. And, and he said, yeah, did you enjoy the circus? He said, oh, yeah, it was great but they didn't take my money. and He's like, what? They didn't take your money? He said, yeah, I saw all the animals and everything going by on the main street, but they never took my money. He said, son, that was the parade. You missed the main event. Sometimes it's easy for us to miss the main event in life, and there's nothing more important for us as we seek Christ not only in this season, but in other seasons as well. We can contrast the, the innkeeper with the people who did celebrate the first Christmas. The shepherds, they were busy at their time as well, and they were occupied with other things, but they were willing to set aside some time to go and to see this newborn king. Make sure that you make room for Christ on this Christmas. Don't become sidetracked with all the other things. Don't be sidetracked by the parade that's coming your way that may be only part of the story, but look for those things that are the main event, the joy of Christmas, Jesus himself. This morning we're going to look together in the book of Luke chapter 2 and we'll start in verse 1 and we're going to look through this passage and there's there's about three things I want to bring out to you that you want, want you to think about. First of all, that God even used Caesar, which was the government official of the day, to really set up the main event of Christmas. If you look with me in verse 1, it says this on the screen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now the census forced Joseph to return to his family, family's hometown. It wasn't a command, just a command from the government of Joseph's time, but we know that the Roman Empire back then was powerful and it would have required them to register Uh, Not much different than what it would be now for us, only now we can go online, right, and do it that way. And I guess their internet wasn't working back then. And so uh, we don't know when this census was taken for sure. We know that uh, it was to some level, it could have been the one that was taken in the year six. Uh, We're not sure. That's not so significant, but what is significant to us is that God even used the government to send Mary and Joseph to the place where Micah the prophet prophesied that the Messiah was going to be born? And he said it this way in Micah chapter two or five, verse two. He said, "But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are a small, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you." will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Bethlehem was the town of David, and the Messiah was to come through David's family line. In fact, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and 6 says it this way. It says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, A king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord, our righteous Savior. Even the Apostle Paul uh, speaks of Jesus and says, Who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David. It was important. It just happened that Jesus was born while they were in Bethlehem. It wasn't a coincidence. As, uh, it was not a coincidence. It was something that God had planned. It was part of his design. And Mary and Joseph had hit the road from Nazareth, Nazareth towards Bethlehem to register. It's evident they, they had to make it down there because of his family line. It's where they had to go. Uh, the distance from Nazareth to Bethlehem was somewhere around 70 or 80 miles. And, a, and a, uh, a well-fit man could usually walk about 20 miles a day back in the day. And so that we expected it took him probably about four days to get there. Now Christian tradition tells us from about 145 A.D. that Mary rode a donkey. The scripture doesn't say, but tradition does. And if she did, then it would have made their travel easier. I guess. They they made it to Bethlehem, and there's no place for them to stay, and baby Jesus is on the way. The word in that is usually translated for some of our translations was not the same word that is used by Luke in other places. It's a, it means a guest room, as the NIV says. It, it isn't the typical public inn. Like the good Samaritan would have used when he took the guy who had been uh, robbed and beaten, he took him to a public inn. It's a different word there. And so they, could, they couldn't find a place, so it seems they had to stay in a place where the animals stayed. It's likely it was a cave, but it, could, it was there that the newborn Jesus was placed in an animal's trough in a manger. What a birth. What an arrival the king of eternity was born and placed in a humble food trough. Main event would have been so easy to miss, so ordinary, just so uneventful. Sometimes the biggest miracle is small and humbling. Years ago, a professor named Stuart Blackie was at the University of Edinburgh and he was uh, listening to his students as they were uh, making oral presentations. They had to read some material for the class. And so finally he calls on one of the students and the student gets up and he's the—he's going to come towards the front. And, and he looks and the, and the student is carrying his book in his left hand and the, and the professor's, he's upset at him and he says, sit down. And he tells him to sit down and he says, you need to put your book in your right hand. And of course, the other students are all squirming at this point. They don't know what's going to happen. He's a tough guy. And and so then finally, the young man lifts his arm up. He was missing a hand. And so the professor, he's standing, he steps back and and he walks back to the young man and he puts his arm around him. And he said, he weeps and he said, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were missing a hand. So that was a humble scenario for him. And later on, uh, this story was told in a, in a crowd of believers, of, of, of followers of Jesus, and uh, they told what happened, and at the close of the meeting, a man walked up to the front, and he raised his arm up, and it was the same guy, and uh, and he said, uh, yeah, I was that student. Professor Blackie led me to Christ, but He never could have done it if he had not made the wrong right. Humility has a powerful effect on and through our lives. And now let's look at the shepherds. So the shepherds didn't want to miss out on the main event. We see this, we see it in the passage here. Why don't you read with me? You'll see on the screen in verse 8. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, or just flat scared, whichever one you want to say. Verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. He didn't say just for Israel, but for Israel, for everyone. Verse 11, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Jesus was born already and they get to go find him. So we find here the angels are stunned. They are, uh, I shouldn't say the angels, the shepherds are stunned by the angels. Uh, The angel of the Lord has met them there and they're scared out of their gourds. They've been minding their own business, caring for their sheep at night. They're out in the middle of the pasture, wandering around with their animals and the angel of the Lord appears in front of them. The lights come on, here they are. How would you like to be out in a dark uh, pasture land at night when, the, when out a light pops out of nowhere? Well, it's kind of like it would be on the movie Cars when Tomater and Lightning McQueen go out tractor tipping.
1: Now, Mater, you know who you're talking to. This is Lightning McQueen. I can handle anything. Mater, I'm not doing this. Oh, come on, you'll love it. <laughs> Tractor-tippin's fud! This is ridiculous. All right, listen, when I say go, we go. But don't let Frank catch it. Go! Who's Frank? Meter. Wait, Meter! Okay, here's what you do. You just sneak up in front of them and then honk. If they do the rest. Watch this. <laughs> I swear, tractors is so dumb, i tell you what, buddy, you don't get much better than this. Yep, you're living the dream, Mater boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who you are, that's funny right there. Oh, your turn, bud. Mater, I can't. I don't even have a horn. Baby. I'm not a baby. (laughs) Fine, (laughs) stop, stop, okay? All right, I'll do something.
0: I think, I've watched Cars before of you, so I think that uh, that's probably the way the shepherds felt that night, maybe a little bit. Some of you may not think so, but anyway, (laughs) that's one for our kids. So in Bethlehem, a Savior, a Messiah is born. The sign was that they would find a baby wrapped in clothes And laying in a food trough. God's sign was that he was going to give these shepherds was so simple, so basic. You're going to find a baby wrapped in a cloth, laying in an animal's food box. And I think that meeting the angel, as much as it scared them like it did these poor guys, the angel of the lord was clear about whom jesus was that he was the savior just like the prophet jeremiah calls the messiah the righteous savior we see that peace on earth to those on whom god's favor rests the the peace here that we find in luke chapter 2 verse 14 really is the climax of climax of this account the This peace here is the kind of peace that only Jesus Christ can bring on earth. And peace that Jesus gives is not the absence of trouble, but it's rather the confidence that He is with you always, even to the end of the age. How many times do the Gospels say after Jesus Uh, healed someone, or after he had forgave them, that uh, he would send them off and they were to go in peace. It wasn't peace as the world gives, it was peace that God was giving to them. You can have that peace on a regular basis as you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of heart, the peace of mind that only Christ can bring is amazing for us. I'm sure that once the shepherds got over their fear of the angel, that they sensed the peace of God. And that's when they must have said, hey, let's go to Bethlehem. We can't miss out on the main event. We can't miss out on what God is doing. They had already heard the message from the angel. But in that main event, we find the humility of Jesus. Because it was the main event. Verse 16 says to us, if you look on the screen with me this morning, it says, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And when all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. The shepherds left quickly and found Jesus in the manger. They found him there. They found the sign of God as simple as that sign was. It was a sign of the baby lying in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. It it must have been amazing. It must have been mind-boggling and humbling to know that they were seeing the Messiah there in that manger. These shepherds, they had the great honor of being part of the main event. This event may not have been what they had expected, but since it was fulfilled it was a fulfillment of what the angel of the lord said was said it was coming it was an amazing event the simple shepherds told others what the angel said about jesus these guys couldn't keep the news to themselves but luke said they spread the word they spread the word about the child Who wouldn't? They just they told others and what they'd experienced on that special day. And it sounds like that from what the scripture is telling us, those who responded they were amazed of the story and what God had done. The people who heard the news were taken back, and the the passage shows us that the people were enthusiastic about the uh, arrival of Jesus the Christ. And after Jesus' birth, we find another place where Mary and Joseph were marveled at the words of Simeon about Jesus that we spoke about a few weeks ago. Later in verse 16 and 17, we find Jesus at the age of 12 as he amazed the teachers of the law in the temple. There was something special about Jesus. No wonder the shepherds told others. They had to get the word out to everyone. They had to tell others of what took place. King George, uh, King, uh, Britain's King George V was going to give an opening speech at a special conference, a special uh, disarmament conference. And uh, this, his speech was going to be relayed to the United States and to the other places and as the broadcast was about to begin, the, there was a cable in New York that broke that affected the, uh, the conference and his speech. And so a uh, million listeners were going to be out of, uh, out of range. They couldn't hear what was happening. And so Harold Vivian, who was a young technician in the, state, in the station, he had uh, wanted to step up to help. And so he steps up and he picked up both ends of the cable, which uh, passed 250 volts through his body, so that he could, everyone would be able to hear the speech. He was a living link that allowed the king's message to get through. The shepherds were kind of like Harold passing on the good news. And you too can pass on the good news of the joy of Christmas, which is Christ who has arrived, Christ who was born as a baby, but who did not stay a baby. He grew up and he came to teach the truth to us. And he came to give his life on our behalf. We can see that Jesus' humble birth story reminds us of a significant truth. And it comes out of Philippians uh, chapter 2 verse 6 to 8. And it says this. Paul writes it and he says, Who being in, in very nature God, speaking of Jesus, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The joy of Christmas was that Jesus humbled himself to become like us, That's what Christmas is about. That's what the birth is about. He humbled himself to become like us so he can live life for us. To uh, to provide eternal life to those of us who will put our trust and our faith in him. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 tells us this as well. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He was born a sweet baby boy who would grow up to live his life. What was the joy set before him? The joy that was set before him was you. It was you. That was the joy that was set before him. And the joy of Jesus is you placing your faith in him this morning so that you may have that same eternal life that those of us have that have accepted him by faith. The joy for him is to provide forgiveness for those who would trust in him. Would you stand with me this morning? Have you missed the main main event, the joy of Christmas? Well, since you're here this morning, you would think I would say no, that you haven't missed it, but really only you are the one that can answer.